0: i think one of the biggest things that i've come away with is to is to focus your message is to um to be a sniper not a shotgun
1: hi podcast listeners welcome to mind your own business I hope you enjoy the honest business advice and personal stories of mistakes and magic. I'm Sue Styles, your host and business expert, and I am here to share hope and practical and proven tactics to build your business. Hey, all the steps to success and twice the grit. Visit me for business resources, advice and offers at suestyles.com. And now back to the show hello welcome to another episode of mind your own business i'm your host sue styles and today i want to introduce to you my guest matthew scary this guy has 15 years of marketing and sales background in business development in the international real estate uh investment and financial industries he is one of my few guests that actually has a bachelor of commerce degree in marketing Uh, And he's worked globally, too, which is really interesting. Malaysia, the Philippines, Southeast Asia, uh, Texas, and he's right here in Canada now. So welcome to the podcast, Matthew.
0: It's so great to be here, Sue. I've been enjoying the Mind Your Own Business podcast for a few months now, and I'm really happy to be here.
1: Oh, good. Now, do you prefer Matt or Matthew? We should get that right off.
0: Yeah, Matt will work.
1: Okay, so... Call him Matt, guys. He's your (laughs) friend now. And we're going to get to know him and listen to what he has to say about marketing. I think, Matt, you bring a lot of different um, skills and insight than I've had on other podcasts. So let's just start. You know, you graduate with a degree in marketing. You've had 15 years or so all around the world in in corporate marketing. Tell me, um, what have you come away with? What's your big ha ha? What have you learned?
0: Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest uh, things that I've come away with is to is to focus your message, is to um, to be a sniper, not a shotgun. If 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 you could if you could relate it to uh, to, to that type of activity, um, to choose your target market. To know your client and to build a message and uh, and a product and a service that delivers to that particular audience. Uh, I've seen it happen so many times where um, you see great entrepreneurs and and, and great minds come together and they launch a, a strategy or a marketing strategy that Um, blasts the market with information and, and tries to achieve so much when really we should be focusing in a specific area. And I think one of the big concerns is if you're, if you're trying to to market or position a product that could possibly appeal to everyone, you run the risk of not being able to appeal to anyone. And that's one of the big, the big takeaways that I've, that I've, that I've brought from my, my education.
1: Well, I mean, it, we hear this, you know, and focus and everything. but I think it's one thing to say, you know, that you should focus. I love I love the sniper referral because it's just so clear like you've got to target and harvest and focus your message. Um, you were telling me a story when we had a, a chance to chat about your term as VP of marketing in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. and uh, maybe you can just share that with everybody. I think that was just uh, ideal story to bring this message home.
0: Sure. Um, I was given the very, very uh, incredible opportunity to build and lead a marketing team in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I spent about six years there um, in the, I guess, early part of my career. Um, so I was young, still learning a lot still, and I got thrown right into, right into it and had the opportunity to build this great team and to communicate to the, our Malaysian clientele um, there's just there's there's a very close population uh, to that of Canada. There's around 30 million people. So um, we were we were dealing with a marketplace that, in size, we could kind of compare. But that should have been the only comparison that we were trying to draw. We came in there with our heads high and our shoulders back, thinking that we could market and sell a real estate product, a real estate investment product in the same way that we did it in canada and because we were a g7 country we knew we were a sophisticated financial product we knew how we achieved success here in north america and we thought well we'll just go to market with the same strategy and it fell flat was one of the biggest mistakes that we could have made going into that market we didn't know our audience we didn't focus on um, the 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 lifestyle and the goals of our malaysian clientele and that was one of the uh, truly I guess uh, biggest follies that we had to kind of overcome and we did it we we put a strategy in place to to turn things around and to change that but um, it was a very very unique experience and uh, learned a lot from it.
1: I, I know in one of your uh, documents that I was reading about your history and your varied experience it struck me that one of the sentences was about um you being able to develop connection and getting to know the people that you are working with. Mm. Now, I mean, obviously I think that goes without saying, but mm. so often we just say it and we don't really do it. Sure. You know, talk a bit more about what that really means.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll use, I'll continue with that kind of same example and, and the lesson that kind of came up with it, if that's okay. Um, we had traditionally communicated the benefits of this real estate investment product on timeline, annual rate of return, population growth, and the development process. Those items were actually secondary to what our most of our Malaysian clients were really concerned about. The typical real estate investment product in Malaysia was something that was very, very different than was offered here in Canada. It wasn't even really true ownership. It was more of a a leasehold. You could lease property or development for 66 years, but you never could truly own it. So there was this skepticism that a lot of Malaysian clientele had when it came to investing in property development and investing in real estate. And it the skepticism was even raised further when you're asking a Malaysian client to send their money outside of the country what, what, what became key was not rate of return or timeline or how long the project was going to take in a particular city or the population growth of that city. What became important was security and the, the sense of ownership and the fact that our clients had peace of mind and they knew that their product and their investment was safe, that was what became truly important. And when we, became, when we began to speak to our clients about the security and the safety and the peace of mind, uh, we, we saw a, a, a massive uptake in the response to our message and, and, and our, our sales volumes increased as a result.
1: Wow. And I know your revenues are in the over 400 million range. This isn't just a mom and pop shop. This is a big company that has money behind them. And yet, even with all of your experience, you went in kind of blind or not knowing and then you That's had right. to shift. That's right. I, uh Imagine that's probably one of the worst experiences, which I always like to ask about what have you done that hasn't worked in marketing
0: for all the financial backing that we had and the great success. It just, I think that gives kind of hope to entrepreneurs that it's not just you out there making the big mistakes, but uh, it's, it's companies that have the, you know, the, the, the financial wherewithal to not make those mistakes that still make them. And I think as a as a solopreneur, as a small business, as somebody looking to grow their business, uh, learn those lessons from from somebody who maybe has the deeper financial pockets at that time. Learn those lessons and and uh, don't spend the money in making the mistake.
1: Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Because even in a company like that, where you had a formula that was proven and worked. And, you know, you can read any number of blogs or articles around how to market your product, but it really is a moving target, depending who you are and who your clients are. Um. So tell me then, what is uh, an example of one of the best pieces of marketing you've done or something, you know, that's really helped somebody that you've been working with get clients?
0: Sure. Um, I think that that would be that'd be twofold for me. They're, they're kind of two things that really stick out. Um, the first, I actually had the chance to 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 listen to the the great Terry O'Reilly on your on your podcast um, a little oh, earlier nice. this week. And it was awesome, and I think he truly defines the word guru. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, there's only a few gurus out there that I take a look at in the marketing space, and he's one of them. He That's talks awesome. about He talks about creating a message that's bold, that evokes emotion, that that, that communicates to clients, that actually makes you feel it in your gut, not just a piece of information or not just delivering data, but delivering a message that makes you feel something. And and one of the biggest ways for an entrepreneur and for for a growing business to, to try and identify or to create a message that makes you feel something in your gut is to is to target your market, is to know your client, is to go through that 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 market segmentation process. And I'm happy to discuss that a little bit further if that's something you want to want to do Sue. But why do we feel something? It's because it connects to us or it speaks to us. Where do we evoke or feel the most emotion? It's when someone we know who understands us is communicating a, a key piece of information to us. So how can we expect to create a message that has feeling if we don't know the, the, the audience of that message? And that's, that's the key. Know, know your audience, know your client and know the, know the direction that you want to deliver that message. And that's how you can create something that elicits feeling and evokes emotion. That would be the number yeah. one, one of the first items. And, and, and just quickly on number two uh, was building, uh, building great partnerships building great partnerships with folks who maybe have, are doing something great in your industry that you admire and or, or that are speaking to a similar clientele and that you can sort of leverage off of the, the, the network or the base that they have. And I, and I know that you, 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 off, you spoke in, in that podcast about uh, massage therapists, for example, and that's an easy example to pick up, but maybe you're a, maybe you're a brand-new massage therapist. Instead of um, doing it all yourself and trying to, to, to blanket the market with your own marketing message, partner with somebody else who's speaking to that clientele. Partner with someone else who's got health and wellness clients. Partner with someone else who's working with spas or home therapy or treatment and, and develop a relationship with them that is win-win-win. There has to be a win in it for them. There has to be something that's great for them, great for you and great for your client. And if all three of you are winning, you can build your book of business, you can grow your network and you can do great things.
1: Yeah, that is a great, great point. Um, And and both of those points that you talked about, I just want to mention, take the time, right? For the entrepreneur to do that research Mm -hmm. and, maybe spend time in coming up with content or verbiage um doing some surveys you know this is the other part of the business that's not necessarily like if you're a massage therapist you want to give a massage but there's you know 90 other things that you have to do behind the scenes right. to reach those people who want your help
0: absolutely yeah and yeah. i think because if you're in a if you're in a, in that position there's you don't need to go out and spend the big bucks to do a little bit of market research on your own you can you can try and segment your market a little bit and 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 it, it come i bring it back to a little trick that we learned when we were and this is a bit of an old school trick but it still works uh, today and it's called uh, STP segment target position and segment means Who are all of the people that want your massage therapy services? Who who is the audience in the city of Calgary that could use your services, that can afford it, and that could potentially purchase it? And then break down that market into um, achievable pieces that you could focus on. So demographically, it could be um, by age, by sex, by ethnic background, by where they live geographically, by how much income they make, by the makeup of their family, Um, uh, psychographically, it could be the things that they value the most, their beliefs, their intent, the things that they hold dear to their heart. uh, And then behaviorally, what they do when they're put in a certain situation, or how they act when they see a particular message, or are they loyal to a brand? So if you can kind of break down your segment into kind of pieces that share similar characteristics, these clients share similar characteristics, target one, target one of those segments, and then go after it. You don't need to choose every segment at first. You can actually pick one of those segments, target your message, target that particular group and position your product within, within that target market.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, exciting to hear. I hope that if you're listening to this, you have that opportunity to take a pen and just be jotting down some notes because it doesn't come overnight. You know, this is is the work that you do. And then you try it, right? You throw the spaghetti at the wall. You see if it hits with that target audience. You see if the words that you're using evokes that emotion. You see if there's a response because you have to keep trying until something does meet their needs, right?
0: That's right. That's exactly right. And I think that you, you you're absolutely right. When you're throwing the spaghetti at the wall, I would just say pick the point on the wall where you're going to throw that spaghetti. Right? Know know the direction that you're throwing it in. Especially for an entrepreneur or a small business, you can't afford a mass market strategy. It's it's cost prohibitive to come out there and and blast your message across the market. You need to. Pick your lane and stay in that lane. Achieve some attract some traction, some initial success, and then you can expand your lane. You can grow the the, 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 the target area within the segment. You can choose a new segment, but to, to to find a place to start, pick your lane, stay there, get some traction, and then grow.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that you said that because that is exactly why I am doing this season of podcasts talking about marketing. Because I just took a marketing director's course last year and through it, of course, it was all for big corporations and they have the budgets. They have a whole marketing department, you know, and here's what you would do. You bring the product to market and here's a split testing and on and on, of course, very viable things. But I just kept thinking over and over again, yeah, but my clients aren't doing this. Yeah, but that's not the way the solo entrepreneur is learning how to market. And you won't find a course like that, you know, out there for when the business is you, you know, so this is when you and I are talking about this, hopefully, an entrepreneur can take these few podcasts, you know, and have their own little marketing course in them. And, one thing I also wanted you to speak to, because we had a great conversation around marketing collateral um, <laughs> last week when we were talking and uh, maybe you can share a little bit about where you, the seat you're sitting in right now, because we're so digital and, and I embrace that too. I mean, I'm on social media all the time. I have all the channels, but there is still such a great place for some print marketing material.
0: Sure. And I think that being a the 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 growth of the, the the social marketing and the digital marketing side of 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 our industry of anyone who's trying to promote a product can't obviously be ignored. You have to have a great digital strategy and a great social media strategy. That's to be one of the key components of your marketing. And what's kind of neat about that, what's kind of great about that now too is that, um, you can see you can see results from there too. You can see your reach and frequency. You can see um, how many times uh, redirects have come to your website. You can see page counts moving up. You can see a reaction to your particular social posts. One thing that I think that a lot of of, of marketers or a lot of entrepreneurs maybe don't think about first is the complementary items that can that can move or settle around that once you know your target market once you have an idea of where you want to focus your message um, you want to come to the market with a great brand identity with some great visual guidelines of of who you are and what your business is Um, and that can be anything from your your logos to your brochures to your the corporate colors that you choose to the, the beautiful stationery that you communicate to your clients to your sell sheets to your website um, to, to thank you cards, to um, a welcome to our company gift for your clients that shows a great piece of personalized, printed gift, beautiful material that, that welcomes a client to your business. Have a great social media strategy. But don't forget about some of these um, some of these really impactful, high quality, printed, tangible items that you can see and feel in your hands that still resonate a large with your clients and i guess the the, the last item on on that uh, would be you know things like I, I find it funny that we've kind of come full circle we've 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 looked at uh, direct mail in the past and we all turned away from direct mail because we get so much junk mail in our mailbox but yeah the idea of a great piece of personalized direct mail that shows up for you in your mailbox that communicates the same message you just saw on your Instagram feed from that company, but it's delivered to Sue Styles. It, it we're taking a second glance at those things now. We're, we're we're taking a second glance at the tangible items in our hands, and we're comparing them to the message we're seeing from companies across all of the available deliverable marketing methods.
1: Yeah, and and here's a problem that happens all the time with my clients and something that we work on is. You know uh they'll have well maybe they'll make their own marketing piece it's mm. even say it's a, a meme for a digital post and you know it'll look like you know i can remember some when i started out well i just put some words on a picture and then maybe you get into canvas so you try this and then maybe you hire a, a graphic designer who does it a little more upscale but you're having all these different looks and attempts to try and show your brand, which is just confusing the people looking at it. So I know you can speak to this, like what should people be doing?
0: Sure. Um, I, I'm with a group, um, called WCD. They're a on-demand print information solutions. They're a creative and marketing service company too. And one of the things that they've been, they've been doing really well, we've been doing really well is, is building a program, a web connect program where, um, business owners and entrepreneurs can make sure and people who are running teams too. I mean, I know that you have a real estate background, uh, real estate brokers or or owners who have teams of people that want to make sure their products stay on brand and they stay on point and they communicate with the same message everywhere they go. Well, we have a, a program now called Web Connect through WCD that allows all of that great collateral to be stored, to be designed, to be contained within the same kind of digital interface. So you and all of your team can interact with that when and how you want, you can order and print on demand and have it shipped anywhere that you need it to be shipped in a matter of days. It's, it's point and click, it's deliverable and it keeps you on brand It make sure all of your great assets are kept in, in one place and you never lose them. And that, um, that, that importance of your brand is, is maintained throughout all aspects of your collateral.
1: Yeah. And you see, because it would be four years ago where I'll find, you know, some initial yeah. uh, marketing, you know, so where people find all of this. And I really like what, and I, this isn't sponsored by WCD. Okay? Right. This, I'm right. just that's telling right. you, that's right. that's I think, right. um, I think you're doing a great service. And um, uh, of course it's owned by George Brookman, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, it's right. It's a 70 year old business and I believe that, George kind of officially took it he's Mr. Calgary he's very very well known in Calgary he's helped yeah. to, to lead the Calgary Stampede in the past as well and um kind of took over the reins of this company in 1983 and it's just been a real pleasure to get to know him and his family it's a, it's a family owned business and to to dive to come back to Canada and to to reconnect with a company like this has been a real treat for me it's been a real pleasure and I'm really um lucky to be able to to do it
1: Yeah, well, we're lucky to have the company. So, and so um, Matt took me on a bit of a tour through and, you know, as we were talking about marketing collateral, that is print in particular, but, you know, you actually have a real graphic designer there. It's not, you know, I know uh, I've had admin, virtual admin assistants in the past and they can do some graphic design, but they're not trained graphic designer who can take a vision and imagine it. And then give you some ideas where it's resonating with you and then building a whole you know i think it's a great time for direct marketing i think mailing out personal cards using personal cards in in your um gifts and for your clients i mean there's so much opportunity i think a lot of solo entrepreneurs are doing so much social you know getting all their business from instagram that they have actually been neglecting how they could be also leveraging some print material into their clients hands to create ongoing loyalty and referrals
0: absolutely and 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 you know complement it too you know make, make sure the connection is there i mean if 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 you are getting take up if you are connecting with the client on your socials send them out a, a, a thank you gift, a welcome a welcome to the tribe type of gift, a thank you card in the mail or or, or something beautiful and printed that, that that highlights that they're now a part of your of your of your of your team of your fold, of your social presence. It can be a great compliment to other things you're doing across your across your business. and I think that you know you, you highlighted a good point too is that you know we we do have in-house creative and I think, I think there's a level that you get to with your own maybe freelance knowledge or with your own ability to design with your own small business and and there comes a point when 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 great vision and great design does become really important for you to take that next step for you to, to to really position yourself in the market you've done the segmenting you know your target now how are you going to be viewed and positioned and that's when a great creative director and a great designer can come in here and understand your vision, meet with you, truly get it. And, and not just here at WCD, but anywhere that you go, I, I encourage you to to take those creative steps and to meet with someone that can put that visual representation, your visual identity, um, out into the marketplace. And it's, it's, uh, it's so critical when you're looking to take that next step.
1: I totally agree. I can't agree. agree enough. I've, I've worked with a client recently who is doing um, some guides for her clients to help them read about the process that she delivers. And uh, you know, most people, we have a idea in our head, but we don't know how it could look online except, you know, if we copy somebody else's and she wasn't working with a digital artist, a digital graphic designer. Hmm. And it, keeps coming back, it you know, kept coming back. And she'd go, I don't know, like, it's okay. And I think that is a big difference when, um, you know, if you just have administrative help, or somebody who's not gifted and experienced in that graphic design, because I have had designers, you know, take an idea. And when I get it back, I'm wowed. And I love it. And it's on point, usually costs a bit more yeah. than, you know, huh, what was on Fiverr or whatever. But yeah it's worth it because it's something you can use for years.
0: Sure is. Yeah. And it's important to keep that, you know, to, that's, that's your, you know, that's your information. That's your, that's your peace of mind. That's, that's your, that's your slice of the pie too. That's, yeah. that's a very important part of who you are and to, to maintain the strength of your brand and the ownership of that brand is something that, um, that you should take with you the whole way through your, your, your journey.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, okay. I, I mean, you've given a lot of advice, but I do always like to um, ask if you're, if you're considered that you're talking to maybe new entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who are wanting to scale and grow from your years of experience and the schooling, you know, like, you know, you understand the process, the theory and now, and you've put it into practice. What advice do you have to offer?
0: Um I think that it would be to 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 truly uh, define your your benefit and to and to to kind of communicate that benefit to the market effectively. I think one of the things that and I'll I'll draw back to the same example. um, We we weren't communicating our true benefit to the marketplace when we were talking about a real estate product. Uh, and how long its time frame would be or its rate of return or uh, for example, the population growth of Toronto or Dallas or Austin or Calgary. Uh, we were talking about these product specifications, but that wasn't the benefit of the product. the real product, the real benefit, was safety, security, and peace of mind for your family's future. So know, know what that benefit is, and then communicate it to a select group of people to get yourself off the ground. Um, and, and I think for any, any burgeoning entrepreneur, anyone starting their business, pick a lane, stick to it, know your worth, know your benefit, and then focus that message on a key area of the market, on a key clientele. Be a sniper, not a shotgunner. <laughs>
1: oh so good and on that note i will let these listeners mull those things over and i really enjoyed hearing your wisdom today matt thank you for um sharing your info on the podcast
0: so happy to be here sue thanks for having me
1: please follow and review if you enjoy these podcasts and then visit me at suestyles.com.